Uh, I found this uh, sort of long-sitting question by Irmila Devidasi that uh, sort of been sitting in my file, and uh, I thought I should uh, make a stab at answering it today. It's a very, very good question. she says, in Bhakti Loka, Bhakti states, quote, in the process of Sarana Bhakti, there are four stages, Shwara, Nishta, Ruchi, and Asakti. After passing these four stages, one comes to the level of Bhava, which is the doorstep of Prema. According to the degree of faith, each level has different rules. As one leaves behind one level and progresses to the next, he should honor the rules of the latter and leave aside those of the former. Those who do not give up the rules on the previous level are bound by the rules like chains that do not allow them to proceed to the next level. This uh, describes the fault and defect of Niyamagraha, not following the rules properly or being too attached uh, to the rules and regulations. Uh, let me just uh, give two uh, what I think are standing uh, or rules of thumb in relationship to uh, oneself actually evaluating that which should be uh, given up and that which is characteristic of the individual uh, levels. One is is that uh, there are devotional practices that one never gives up. It isn't that when you go from one level to the other, uh, every single uh, devotional activity or obligation that you have is changed. Uh, that's not the case. Uh, Shravanam, Kirtanam, uh, they all uh, remain the same. Indeed, the basic activities of Krishna consciousness don't uh, change. Uh, and uh, even the conduct of a Vaishnav uh, doesn't really change uh, in our line from Bhakti Stanta Saraswati Thakur. What changes is the internal meditation, uh, but the external behavior remains the same. For instance, Seva Sadaka Rupena, a Vaishnava, no matter how advanced he is, uh, is meant to be conducting himself, behaving as a Sadaka. Uh, Srila Prabhupada uses even the word uh, neophyte. Uh, devotee. So he doesn't uh, doesn't change his external behavior even though his internal uh, spiritual uh, progress uh, indicates that uh, he's thinking uh, and meditating upon uh, more elevated topics and has uh, deeper and uh, significant realizations. So that's one. Uh, the other is uh, that uh, one should know what the characteristic symptoms are of individual stages of devotional service, uh, which are there, for instance, in Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur's uh, Madhurya Kadambini. And then knowing what is in terms of not just uh, Sanat and Dharm, not, not just eternal principles, but also in terms of uh, social obligations. Uh, knowing uh, what are those things that are permanent, uh, one will be able to determine what are those things uh, which are transitory, which are just unique and characteristic to one stage of devotion and not necessarily to another. Uh, all right. So here, uh, Bhakti Thakur, uh, he categorizes uh, 
Anishta Bhajana Kriya Sadhusanga uh, into the stage of Shraddha. Uh, he does that also uh, elsewhere. Uh, it's a detail. Uh, but basically the uh, rule here is according to your level of shraddha according to your faith you have adhikar or you have qualification for that type of devotional service and when you perfect a preceding level of devotional service that becomes your qualification for the succeeding uh, level of devotional service in the beginning stage, for instance, uh, the duty of uh, devotees is to learn the basic sambandha uh, of uh, Krishna consciousness and to cultivate his shraddha or faith where he actually has that conviction. Yes, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I must uh, surrender to him. Uh, and... I have faith in the uh, process of uh, devotional service as being the means to achieve the topmost perfection. So this is uh, this is the faith, and then at a certain stage, uh, one actually has to manifest external symptoms of uh, surrender. And one symptom of surrender is uh, that uh, one should adu guru padashraya. Uh, one should take shelter of a guru, a spiritual master. Sometimes we see that you know, devotees don't want to do that. Or they feel, well, I don't know if I should really do that. While other devotees may see, yes, this devotee actually has the adhikari, he has the basic qualification. So he needs to let go of the fact that prior to uh, his developing that level of uh, faith and commitment, he doesn't have the right to... Uh, accept initiation but and accept the fact that when he does have he should actually uh, get initiated uh, not to do so becomes then a uh, obstacle in one's own uh, spiritual life and as one uh, practices uh, Krishna consciousness in this way for instance the uh, next stage uh, say one comes uh, to the stage of Nishra he's uh, fixed in devotional service Uh, From initiation, one uh, gets first initiation, where he has now the adhikar and the obligation uh, to chant the holy name with more attention. In the beginning, we just say chant. Any way you chant is fine. But later on, we say if you don't make a conscious effort to free yourself from offenses, uh, then you're not going to advance. So any way of chanting is no longer suitable. Uh, Moreover, uh, when one comes to uh, when one receives second initiation uh, then he has the adhikar for worshipping the deity it's a tradition it's the characteristic of one who is initiated on the other hand sometimes we see devotees receive second initiation and, uh, and they don't worship the deity uh, then you're not fulfilling your obligation because by worshipping the deities you'll develop a attachment to the personal form of the Lord it's your obligation uh, to do so, you can't uh, you can't avoid it. You can't neglect it. Uh, to do so, uh, you're actually transgressing the principles of uh, devotional service, which are uh, laid out for us. Similarly, another example is uh, in the case uh, of nishta, uh, and this is more uh, a social obligation. 
uh, or a social right. Until someone is actually on the stage of nishtha, controlled his mind, uh, senses, and intelligence, they should not accept the renounced order of life. You don't have the right for that uh, in uh, when you're anishtha, uh, in your bhajan. Uh, but when you're nishta, when you're fixed, then you may. You don't have to, but you may. And uh, that then becomes a, a right, uh, at least at that stage. That then becomes the minimum stage for uh, the renounced order of life. And, now I don't know if I said this, but all along one is obviously doing the Bhagavata Seva. Uh, one is associating with Vaishnavas, and one is hearing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, by regularly hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, naturally as the heart becomes purified, devotees may develop specific taste uh, for a particular uh, aspect of devotional service. Someone may like uh, chanting, someone may like uh, deity worship. Uh, that is the characteristic of uh, Ruchi. Then do it. Uh, then uh, if you uh, really become uh, attached to the uh, the worship of the Lord, uh, then uh, perform more daily worship uh, than you uh, did before. If you uh, have a specific attachment to uh, chanting Hare Krishna, uh, then chant more rounds. Uh, Srila Prabhupada repeated over and over again. It's a minimum of 16 rounds. You're not restricted to uh, only 16 rounds. Chant more. Uh, and why? Uh, because your natural ruchi, your natural taste, has come in that direction. That ruchi also, uh, as it matures, it becomes asakti towards Krishna, or it becomes uh, an attachment towards Krishna. Uh, one may then naturally develop a attachment, for instance, to Brajavakti. Uh, by hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, that's the natural conclusion. Uh, that should happen. Uh, one becomes attached to Brajabhakti, uh, then you have the obligation to cultivate that attachment uh, by hearing about those. Uh, prior to that, uh, devotees uh, who are unsteady in their devotional service, who don't actually really understand uh, Sambandagyan, uh, what to speak of uh, really cultivating devotional service nicely. Uh, they don't have the right to dwell into the details of prayojana. They can know about it, that it exists. But if someone has actually developed natural affection uh, for its Krishna, then yes, then it's uh, your obligation. Then you should study Chaitanya Chaitamrita. Uh, then you may read other books that Srila Prabhupada names. Uh, in his books in order to cultivate that type uh, of uh, attachment. Uh, sometimes devotees say, oh, I don't know if I should uh, really be reading about, should I really be reading about Krishna's pastimes, or I feel like I've got some kind of attachment uh, to performing uh, deity worship. Uh, am I actually just uh, being a sahaja? Uh, if you're uh, unqualified, if you're a... Uh, uh, Kanishta Bhakta, then yes, uh, then you don't have the qualification and you're trying to buy it cheap. If that qualification has naturally appeared in the heart, uh, then you have the obligation uh, to do so. No, then it's not Sahaja, but rather the mentality that something is Sahaja. That then is, becomes Sahaja. It becomes your obstacle uh, towards uh, Krishna consciousness. And Rupa Goswami says, Sajati Asnigda. Uh, if other devotees have a similar taste of devotional service, 
then although continuing on with one's other devotional obligations, uh, one may uh, move in a circle or speak with Vaishnavas who have similar attachment uh, in, in Krishna in order to actually nurture one's own devotional uh, aspirations. Uh, that's called uh, uh, Sadhu Sangha. And uh, as long as one remains a conditioned soul, he does not have the right to actually think that he has a swarup or cultivate uh, the identity of that uh, swarup. But when one is actually a adyatvita, etc. But when one has actually become a liberated soul, when one's come to this state of Bhav, then it's his right and it's his duty at that stage. One understands one's Thai Bhava, but the details of one's spiritual identity are uh, not yet uh, obvious, but they become obvious uh, by chanting Hare Krishna and hearing uh, Srimad Bhagavatam uh, under uh, proper direction of uh, advanced uh, Vaishnavas and cultivating what one understands and what was already uh, realized to be one's identity. So uh, prior to the transcendental platform, you cannot do that. When you reach the transcendental platform, you're under obligation to that uh, because your faith has now uh, become actually very, very deep and mature. And that then ultimately uh, leads to uh, prema in which the different aspects of uh, rasa and one's spiritual identity uh, naturally become manifest. Anyway, a lot to be uh, said about uh, this. Uh, I hope that gives uh, some uh, perspective on these and uh, answers uh, some of these uh, questions about the rules uh, for each of the levels. But once again, the basic thing is know what is common to all the levels. Uh, determine uh, from that what are those by reading uh, Shastra, uh, what are the uh, all the stages, what are the stages that specifically relate to or rather rules that specifically re- relate to a particular uh, stage uh, and then uh, use one as being the uh, adhikar for next. Leave behind that which is meant to be behind uh, but don't uh, leave behind that which is uh, permanent and uh, which is anakul uh, to uh, all stages of uh, devotional practice. Who Hare Krishna, getting very, very hot here uh, in Vrindavan. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai.